Welcome to the Mentoring Mondays podcast with Megan and Kirsty, where two Kiwi girls have trained in ECE and over the years just gave things a go. We've been leaders, managers, centre owners, mentors, and now we're sharing everything we've learned along the way and learning with you as we interview other clever people in the sector. Join us as we dive into all things early childhood, leadership, and personal development. We hope this episode will leave you feeling challenged, inspired, and encouraged. Hello, welcome to our first podcast. It's been a long time coming. It sure has. We're very excited. Couldn't have picked a better place. Beautiful view, amazing Queenstown. Yes. Look at those mountains. Beautiful. Mm. So we've been brainstorming, trying to think of where to yeah. start. There is so many different things that we could be talking exactly, about. Exactly, yeah. Um, around leadership, personal development, ECE in general. So There's, much. Yeah. So we thought we would start at the beginning. We recently went to an awesome talk with uh, Susie Cato. So good. So yeah. good. We were a little bit um, embarrassing. <laughs> Waiting, <laughs> waiting around until the end of her um, talk to take a photo and introduce ourselves Fast, and yeah. fangirling a little bit. <laughs> but um, she was awesome just talking about how her early childhood experience really drove her why and then led her on to do the amazing work that she's done with children over the years. Mm, and so long, like such a long journey and so many things yes. that she's done and she always went back to her why. Mm. For why she does what she does. Exactly. It was an amazing story. Her talk was such a contrast to a few of the other professional developments yes. that we've been to lately, which kind of leave you feeling a little bit deflated, right? Yeah, negativity Yeah, in the sector. Yeah, Exactly. Mm. There's a lot of bad news. And leaving her talk was so refreshing. Mm. You just feel like, yeah, that's why I'm doing why this. Why do I do this? Make exactly. You made me go back. To why I first started this 20 years ago and yes. how my journey's been. Exactly. And yeah, it's just going back to your why. Mm. So we got chatting, as we do, mm -hmm. um, about our why. And well, let's start with why are we doing this podcast? We, we're not just doing it for the fun of it, although it's fun to chat, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to do this to add value yes. to people's lives. Exactly. One thing that I have heard a lot lately is um, from managers and leaders mm. that they fell into that role of management yeah. or leadership. And it can be lonely when you don't have a mentor or, or um, someone that you can learn from yes. along the way or that support. And it made me think, when I had my first manager's role, yeah. I felt like mm. I just fell into that role. And that was simply because I was the most experience, yeah. but not that experience. So <laughs> you know, think about too. it, it's so common. And But one thing that I did have was an amazing mentor yeah. that I could learn from and be guided from. And I yeah. think that makes a difference. Yeah, so um, true. Yeah, and I don't know if you remember, like one thing that really stood out to me, we've not long ago did a whole lot of interviewing for one of our centres mm -hmm. and we were interviewing qualified, fully registered teachers. Yeah. And I was quite shocked on how many said that they had never had a mentor. So true. So they had done their whole registration journey, provisional, and never actually had a mentor. Yeah. Um, there were also a lot of teachers lost um, on the uh, professional growth cycle. Oh, yeah. 
you know, yeah. that's, and it can be confusing. And yes. when you don't have someone leading you or guiding you. Yeah. So that's one of the whys of why we are doing this podcast is because we want yes. to also learn too and upskill yeah. ourselves, but we want to share mm. what we've learned along the way. We want to um, get some amazing people yeah. in that we've learned from or that we know of yes. that can also impact and yeah bring value to what we do for teachers leaders managers owners yeah whatever they're doing in the sector and there is that time factor too um we hear over and over again I've got a mentor but they there's no time for them to mentor me yeah it's so busy on the floor and there's people away and there's especially winter (laughs) yes it's been a shocker for sickness Mm. teachers away and I'm sure everyone can relate to that you can have even mentoring meetings scheduled in for the week and then Good they don't happen and you go let's try again next exactly. week yeah I mean that happens yeah. to us the hope is so, that this podcast can be put on whenever it suits people they yeah. can chuck it on in the car they can chuck it on in their lunch break whenever they've got that time as you mentioned before Megs there is a lot of negativity mm, out there yeah. in ECE you jump on these Facebook forums and it's just you're inundated with sad stories yeah very sad Teachers burnt out, shocking things happening that just shouldn't yeah. happen in early childhood, maximum ratios at some centres, teachers bogged down with paperwork, compliance. It's, mm. yeah, it, it's just very negative. Yeah. And we went a couple of years ago to a conference where they played a video of some school leaders. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And they asked them, do you want to go into ECE when they're looking at all of their prospective jobs Mm. do you want to go into ECE and all of them said no yeah none of them were interested they said it feels like a very female dominated sector yes it's underpaid it's long hours hard work that yeah it's a lot of hard work that you don't you're not paid according to what you do right And none of them were even remotely interested in EC because they had heard all of the bad news, yes. all of the sad mm. things that is happening is the reality in ECE. And yes, we need to be loud about the things that are happening in ECE yes. that are not right. To get change. Exactly. Yeah. We do need to see change. Yeah. But we also need to be sharing the good stuff. Exactly. How do we expect to recruit anyone into the sector if we're not actually sharing the good stuff. Yes, and it needs to be louder. There exactly. are amazing centres out there that are yep. doing fantastic job. And that's what we need to hear more of. Yes. Is what are the good things that are happening in ECE? You know, yes. what is the why behind what we do? That's mm. what needs to be loud. We need to know why we do what we do for ourselves. Yes. And we should also know why we do what we do as an organisation too. Yes. Are you looking for an early childhood centre where your child can thrive? Here at Nurture and Bloom, our days are filled with joy and laughter. We believe children learn best when they're loved and nurtured. Within our secure and stimulating environment, children explore, create, grow and bloom into their full potential. Located in the heart of Tarapa Hamilton, come and check us out at nurtureandbloom.co.nz. One of my favourite TED Talks by Simon Sinek, and hopefully I'm pronouncing his name (laughs) right, Um, he talks about 
the why, the yeah. why behind what we do. And I highly recommend it if yeah, you haven't seen one. that TED mm. Talk, just go and watch it. But he talks about why some companies are more successful than others, even though they've got the same amount of people, the same resources, and they're doing the same job, yeah. is one organization clearly communicates their why mm -hmm. and that is the driving force behind what they do and others do not. So everyone that is in their job knows what they do. Do, yes. Most know how you do their yeah. job, right? Yeah. And in early childhood, you should know how to how do, do your job. job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you have professional development, you have mentoring, yeah. right? But we all know what we do. We all know how we do it. But a successful organisation also communicates why. Mm. And not many people in the workforce know the why behind right. yeah. the company and what is important and having that purpose behind what you do, right? Mm. Yeah, this has been an exercise we've done lately with our staff, Kirsty, mm. um, asking them to tell us what their why is. Yeah. And we've got staff that are new mm. to the profession. Yes. We've got staff that are very experienced and been doing early childhood for yes. many years. And even for myself, it was a good exercise to go back and look at yeah. my why. And if I go back 20 plus years, my <laughs> why, <laughs> my why back then is yes. different to my why now. Yeah, that's so true. So back then when I was a young new grad, yeah. all I actually just wanted to do was be with children because I yeah. just loved playing, the playing in the sandpit <laughs> with the kids, watching them, yes. just loving them and enjoying them. Yeah. But now as a centre owner, my why has changed to I want to create yeah. a great working environment for yes. teachers that's Positive, yes, supportive, as about, supportive mm. and just to um, see teachers develop and grow yes, and to be the best teacher that they can be. Yeah. And so I look back and go, so what can I do to make yes. that happen? So that's my why yes. now, that nowadays. And do you remember what Tony Christie said to us when she came to that PD a few mm. years ago? She said, who is the most important person yes, in your so centre? Yeah. And she said... Most people will say the child, mm, which not. does jump to yeah. your mind, right? Yeah. But she said it's actually the teacher. Because if the teachers are taken care of, if they're valued. And happy. Exactly. Then they're going to give the kids their best selves. Yes. I think it's also really important to keep looking at your centre's why. Yeah. So it would be the centre's values and philosophy. Yes. And you need to know what your centre's yes. values are and what their philosophy is. And yeah. it should line up with your values. It is so important that you know what your centre believes exactly. and why they do what they do because when you're looking for a job, you want to work somewhere that's going to value what you value. Yeah. And just the same, it goes both ways. If you're a centre owner, you're a centre manager, you need to be asking those questions in the interview. Mm. What is your why? And make sure that what your centre believes and values is on the same wavelength as the person that you're looking to onboard because it's exactly. never going to work if their reason is completely different to yours. Mm. If your driving force, your purpose, and your mission statement is not in line with that teacher's mission teacher's, statement, exactly. it's not going to work. It's kind of like um, you could have like your destination, yes, but then all your teachers are all going in different directions. Exactly. It's just a mess. It is a mess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have to be on the same page. What is your why? And if you haven't done this recently, if you don't know your why, first of all, I'd challenge you to have a sit, have a think, and write it down. Mm. Because 
if your why, for example, we said our why is now to take care of the staff and to make sure that they are supported, that they are valued, that they have um, access to that professional development, that they're mentored. If that is our why, but we never make time for it, then something's Something's wrong. wrong. So it is important that you know your why and that you then reflect on what, if that is my why, what does things look like? And Mm. how can I change what I'm doing to reflect it better if, if I'm not on track? But it's also important to to know the why of the people around you that you're working with, right? Yes. We asked everyone on the team, what is your why? And it's so inspiring mm, to hear it was so good. why have people jumped into ECE and what is their why now? And, you know, you don't always get to chat about it, especially across teams. No. You know, when you're not working actively on the floor with someone every day, and they're in the baby room and you're mm. in the preschool, you're not going to have the time or it's not necessarily going to come across come Mm. up in conversation right exactly yeah so it is so important to have those discussions so I would challenge you if you're a teacher to know your why to have that time to sit down and write down why you do what you do and reflect on what does it look like right now for my practice and where I'm at Mm. and equally the same go if you're a center manager you're a center owner Go back to what does our organization believe and what is our why? What is our Mm. mission statement? And what should I be doing to ensure that everything flows out of that? Yes. Because, and and does everyone know it? Yes. Have we communicated it well enough? And what we're doing in practice is that philosophy like is it coming through exactly into our practice exactly Mm. i mean we've got it on the back of our t-shirts yes i love it yeah (laughs) to provide that environment that nurtures children Mm -hmm. to become everything that they can be yes if there's ever a day where a teacher's having a crappy day and someone walks past and it happens oh yeah (laughs) everyone i mean or even just a moment you know where it's just a bit of a tough moment and then someone walks past and you see the back of their T-shirt. It just reminds you, why am I here? We hope that today's episode challenged and inspired you and I hope that you join us next time.